Welcome to the 510 Podcast. I'm Heidi Matheson, and my goal in the next 5 to 10 minutes is to bring you some encouragement from the Word of God, and to do what Paul tells us to do in Ephesians 5 verse 10, to find out what pleases the Lord. Together, let's strengthen our faith through the Word of God. So last week was Valentine's Day. Now, Valentine's Day means different things to different people. For some, it was just a Wednesday. For others, it may have been a painful or difficult day due to loss or betrayal. Perhaps it was a stressful day, trying really hard to get something right. And for some, it may have been a very special, meaningful day. Our society tries to make us believe that Valentine's Day is a day to celebrate love. But I sometimes wonder just what kind of love the world is trying to sell us. The letter of 1 John talks quite a bit about love. This letter was written by the disciple John, the one that was known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He was one of Jesus' closest three disciples. He also wrote the Gospel of John and the book of Revelation. I think he's an important person to listen to. I think he knows what he's talking about. And the type of love that John talks about in his letter is very different to the love that is sold in the world today. The love that John talks about is so much more than romantic love or lust. It is so much deeper, so much richer and more meaningful than this love that is supposedly celebrated on Valentine's Day. So what is the love that John talks about? In 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, he says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now, how does that definition of love compare to the fluffy pink and red heart type of love that we see all around us in February? Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Friends, we know We perceive, we understand what love is because Jesus demonstrated it when he gave his life on the cross for humanity. And now it's our job as Christians to make that love known. I want to temporarily transport you back to the 19th century. In the mid-1800s in Europe, giving birth was a very risky event. Maternal mortality rates were incredibly high. There was a physician from Hungary called Semmelweis. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. But he worked in the Vienna General Hospital in Austria. And he made an interesting observation. The hospital had two maternity wards. One that was run by doctors and was used to train junior doctors. And a second one which was run by midwives and used to train midwives. He noted that the mortality rate in the clinic run by doctors was more than double the mortality rate in the clinic run by midwives. That means that twice as many women were dying in the doctor-run clinic than in the midwife-run clinic. Semmelweis tested several theories to solve this problem. And after some time, he came up with an idea. He noticed that the doctors would spend their mornings doing autopsies on dead people, many of which were women who died after childbirth. 
They would then transfer over to the maternity ward in the afternoons where they would examine expectant mothers and deliver their babies. And there were no hygiene protocols. They didn't even wash their hands between clinics. The midwives, on the other hand, were not performing any autopsies or dealing with any other patients apart from the mothers in their care. So in 1847... Semmelweis introduced mandatory handwashing for the doctors examining maternity patients, and the mortality rate plummeted. He greatly reduced the number of deaths in the doctor-run maternity clinic. In 1850, he presented his theory on stage at the Vienna Medical Society and was totally rejected by his peers. They faulted both his science and his logic and even his own hospital abandoned the mandatory handwashing that he'd introduced, despite the significant change in the mortality rate. In 1858 and 1860, he published articles on handwashing, and in 1861, he published a book on handwashing, which was widely condemned by doctors who cited other theories for the spread of infection. In 1867, two years after Semmelweis died, and 20 years after his first observations, a Scottish surgeon picked up on the handwashing theories and also introduced the washing of surgical instruments, which obviously had a massive impact on the spread of infection and mortality rates. And finally, in the 1870s, surgeons were regularly scrubbing up before surgery. But how many patients had been lost to infection in those 20 years because the medical profession rejected the solution to the problem? Friends, as people who know and follow Jesus, we hold something very precious. We hold the solution to a global problem, the problem of spiritual death, the problem of eternal separation from God. And the solution to that problem was born out of love, real love, true love, Deep love, not a fluffy red and pink heart kind of love or a selfish what can I get out of this kind of love. According to John, the very definition of love is that Jesus laid down his life so that you and I and all who came before us and all who will come after us can be free from the infection of sin and spiritual death. And this love that we've received should compel us to tell everyone about what we've been given, even if we face rejection and ridicule. John tells us in chapter 3 verse 13, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Accepting this love and walking in this love requires change. It requires effort. And not everybody wants to put in the effort or make the changes. It's easier to ignore, reject, and to ridicule the people encouraging us to make the changes. Let's read some more. 1 John 3 verse 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Verse 14. We know that we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren or one another. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. 
And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Verse 23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. Love is the theme of this passage. And there are three important observations. Number one, love involves loving others and preferring others above ourselves. It was this exact selfless attitude that led Jesus to the cross. Number two, love involves obeying God, obeying his word, walking as Jesus walked and living life God's way. And number three, love involves actions and actions are more important than words. If we call ourselves children of God, then we need to live and act as children of God. Jesus said, if we love him, we will keep his word in John 14 verse 15. He said that loving God is keeping his commandments in 1 John 5 verse 3. Jesus also said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Friends, love should be the motivation behind all that we do as Christians, even if we face rejection and ridicule. I'm not talking about the lustful, selfish, what can I get out of this kind of love that society esteems. I'm not talking about the love that says, do what you want, live as you please, whatever makes you happy. I'm not talking about the kind of love that says, I'll love you until... I feel something different. I'm talking about the kind of love that Jesus demonstrated when he gave his life on the cross. The kind of love that steers us away from sin and steers us towards the Father. The kind of love that compels us to walk as Jesus walked and share his love with the world. There is so much more to love than the world's kind of love. If you want to look at this topic more deeply, then I encourage you to listen to episodes 14 and 15 of the first season of the 510 podcast called Defining Love. Thanks for listening to the 510 podcast. I really hope you're encouraged today. I'd love it if you would take a moment to rate the 510 podcast on your favorite podcast player. And if you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing it with a friend.